Oh, this will be good. Yes, once again, this is The Scrapyard. I'm Seamus Byrne, and I thank you for stopping by to hear the second episode of this new podcast about all things Blizzard games and esports. Thanks so much to all those sending feedback, suggestions, and very positive vibes since this first show went live. Part of my love of Blizzard games is the great communities that surround them, and you're already showing that's true of podcast listeners who love their stuff too. I'm tweaking lots of things behind the scenes on the fly, like I'm actually editing this second episode in a totally different software package just to see how it feels. So I appreciate all feedback as we massage our way to the best show possible. This week, we're closing out our two-part exploration of the state of affairs across each of Blizzard's games. Last week, it was StarCraft, Diablo and Overwatch. If you missed it, jump back and take a listen. And this week, it's Heroes of the Storm, World of Warcraft and Hearthstone. We're talking to shoutcaster Vandy about Heroes, cosplayer and geek bomb Gianna about WoW, and Cam Shea from IGN will have a chat about Hearthstone. But first, let's hit a couple of quick news nuggets. A quick nod to the crazy kids over at Twitch who've been running a Twitch Plays StarCraft. The collective insanity of Twitch chat has been put to the task of Pokemon and even Dark Souls, which is pretty nuts. But StarCraft is a whole different beast when it comes to the wildly varied input and action controls. But at last check, at over 500 games played, Twitch chat was performing better than 50-50. GG Twitch, GG. Blizzard has announced exactly what we can expect from the World of Warcraft Classic demo. We knew there'd be a single zone experience for both Alliance and Horde, but now we also know that this will be Westfall and the Barons, with characters starting at level 15, playing through to level 19. Purely outdoor questing, no PvP, but apparently dueling will be available. This seems a good demo experience. If they were just throwing us in at level one, there'd be so many things that you aren't getting a taste for. So by jumping in a little later, we'll get a better sense of how it feels to go right back to those early days of WoW. And now, onto this week's three interviews. Corey Bandy Bassey is a streamer, a caster, and an analyst who's been in the thick of all things Heroes of the Storm this year. She's been helping cover the local scene and popping up at some of the big international events too. So who better to talk about what's going on in all things HOTS? Bandy, thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me on the show. It's awesome. I'm very excited. I'm I'm really keen to kind of hear about your experiences with Heroes this year. I think, you know, the game, like it's, I guess it's got like a few years under the belt now, but, you know, there was the big Heroes 2.0 thing last year and now we've kind of had this year really starting to even get weird like touch points of lore going on. They're kind of really playing with what, what Heroes is. So, you know, from the... I guess from the casual side and then from the more hardcore side, like how do you feel about uh, Heroes so far this year? Yeah, for sure. I mean, as a player, it's been a very fun year. There's been lots of new heroes to play and learn. We've had a lot of new metas. So we've had things like double tank, double support, double mage. This is all unheard of. Back when you just had your sort of standard bread and butter compositions, you can do a lot more now, which is fun. They made a new map that they had inspired from um, the Warcraft lore, which was Ultrac Pass, and they've reworked some of the older maps. So there's just lots that's been going on. And I think the biggest thing that everyone was excited about, Team League, now lets you have duo partners again. So before, you could only queue with three or five people, but now everyone wanted the duo system to come back, and we got it back. It's awesome. And I think that's always really cool when, you know, they're actually actively listening. I think, you know, in some of the other chats I've had with other people, it's clear that uh, that, that kind of community side of Blizzard, they've been definitely, you know, nailing that in recent times where even, you know, if, uh, yeah, they love the good feedback, but, but that they are responding a lot faster than they used to to some yeah. of the kind of more negative stuff and trying to prove to people that it's like, no, it's worth sticking around because we're, you know, we're actually going to give you what you've been asking mm. for. 
Well, I think it's interesting that you say that because on the more hardcore and on the more caster side of things, this has been the first year that we've had our own HGC Premier Division. So for ANZ, this format, it actually mimics the format that you see um, North America, Europe, Korea have, where you get that league um, of games pretty much going every week. So the players got a chance to taste regular league play. And then for us as the casters, we got a chance to cast weekly games and also all of that leading up to finals and playoffs and things like that. Like this was unheard of before where we just had sort of tournaments going for a couple of weeks, one last big finals event, and that was all we had. Oh, that's such a good point. I'd kind of missed that this was the first year that we actually got that. So, you know, I, I you know see that Mind Freak has uh, made it through to the, you know, to the global finals, but it just hadn't quite clicked that, yeah, that this was that first proper weekly system. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, but I love your thoughts on how, how that, elevates you know the i guess the the quality of play for the local teams when they when they aren't just playing a few random events it definitely elevates it and i think that's something that i was going to touch on where um every year you've got the australians improving but to have this system in place to give them that level of professionalism and that uh, level of structure it's been quite nice i think the only thing is because this has been the first year there's definitely a couple of kinks and suggestions and feedback that we can definitely take and grow from it wasn't perfect but it's already big steps in giving ourselves our own league especially because we are a minor region Hots in um, Australia and New Zealand. It's got a smaller population, but it's nice that Blizzard hasn't forgotten about us. And I think a lot of the players are just really happy and thankful that we have this in play because all around, it's about encouraging, um, I guess, esports at a grassroots level. Is there a structure that kind of leads into, you know, out of team league type stuff and then, you know, finding that way up into it? Or is it just, you know, currently one of those, uh, more of a structure where there's, there's a main set of teams and someone has to try to sort of make find their break into that team. No, no, absolutely. There's a structure in place. So pretty much it starts from um, community nights, community events, things like that. Then the next level from that is the open division. And that's what then feeds into the premier division. So the last two bottom spots of premier division and the top two spots of open division, they're always up for contestion at the end of each phase, yeah, awesome. two phases in a year. So that encourages you to start at that level to really go from, as you said, that team league environment and work your way up to the top. But also, if you do want to make the jump, if you are good enough, you can also be scouted by the other teams to go straight into Premier Division. So there's a lot of movement, a lot of different pathways, and that's what I mean by it's so amazing having this structure in place, whereas before we didn't really have any. It was very ragtag in the way it was put together. And so how does the the Australian league fit into is it just Australia or is it ANZ or is it you know also New Zealand you can't forget about New Zealand that's why we call ANZ not just OSHA (laughs) (laughs) so yeah when we um when there's things like Eastern Clash and Western Clash and some of those kind of big you know Asia Europe North America type tournaments that happen like you know is there a is there a route into those sorts of mid-season type events that they throw throughout the year or is it sort of slightly different Yeah, so the way it works at the moment is that within our current uh, league or within the Australian-New Zealand finals, we get something called an intercontinental clash. So this is where they've separated and differentiated. Before, you used to go straight to internationals where all the minor regions compete. Now they're letting the minor regions compete against each other to send the best one out of our region to compete. Some people weren't happy with that because it said that they gave, I guess, not a lot of minor regions a lot of that spotlight, but it feels as though it's fairer in that for once, instead of being thrown to the deep end, you had other minor regions to compete against. So the skill level or the player level or the team level was matched quite evenly. So in our case, who we scrim or who we verse is going to be Latin America, which is quite a ways away, but hey, it works. And that's why it's called the Intercontinental Clash. I guess when it comes to then the, the whole announcement sort of side of things when we when we get to the event, is it is it going to be a case of you know, maps and heroes, uh, or are we thinking that maybe there's going to be something something bigger uh, in store? <laughs> Your guess is pretty much as good as mine <laughs> at this point. But, I mean, you do have me thinking, right? Last year we got two heroes. I don't think they're going to do that again. I think we're going to get one new hero and maybe a rework or two. But I know that it's been rumoured that with the overhaul of Heroes 2.0 and the introduction of classes and um, how they categorize the classes, the specialist class apparently is on its way out. So all the specialists will be um, distributed into things like warrior, um, into support, into mage, things like that, to make it a whole lot simpler and clearer. But I also think that they're going to touch base on matchmaking again, because this has been something that they've been receiving a lot of feedback for. and something that I think still isn't yet quite there. 
And then, like you said, teasing us about some new maps. I think that's the way that we're going to see it play out this year in terms of announcements at BlizzCon. Yeah, so I, I remember from other years, we often get like the the montage video of little kind of teasers of future characters or even just like cool skins that might be on their way. That's, you know, I mean, even just that sometimes is a lot of fun when you just sit there going, oh, well, I'm going to have to watch this back and pause it a lot later. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Just like dissect the video. Reddit's great for that, by the way. As soon as all that stuff comes out, you can get the full in-depth analysis on Reddit. They love picking that stuff to pieces. Yeah, it's within great. like three minutes. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So uh, I absolutely want to ask you about, I've just, I've only been kind of picking up bits and pieces around the edges of it, but this whole like Ravenlord type thing that's been going on that, it, it, you know, for heroes being this, this concept where it mashes together everything from all the other games, um, suddenly we started to get this idea that they were building their own little kind of internal story and, and we were getting these, you know, like ideas of, kind of factions of i don't know if they were good versus evil or just everybody's kind of mean and nasty um but <laughs> yeah it like can, can have you even understood what they're, what they're doing there oh i mean it's interesting when you say understood because i know it's present in the game and with all the events that they've been doing like dark nexus the immortal um sort of i think internal conflict was what they called it and this last one the hallows end event they've definitely been bringing it have i been able to follow along with what <laughs> it's about not quite i just know that the raven lord pretty much has this thing against the um the other guy whose name is eluding me at the moment and it's like really funny just hearing all the back and forth but once again reddit is great for that stuff i was actually because you were talking about the Raven Lord and someone else was asking me about it. I'm like, I gotta get in on this. And there's actually like a full post about where the Raven Lord come from, what's his deal, what's his goal. And it's actually really interesting. So I think wow. I'm gonna have to check that out myself. Like there's a couple of videos now on the lore of Hots. I think that's very much a blizzard thing to have this rich universe and then the lore behind it. You always want people finding out like how did these characters come about? Where are they from? What's their backstory? Blizzard, they're storytellers. They do it so well. I mean, that's it. It just, they, it's like they can't help themselves. They, they have to sort of go, it doesn't matter that we've got all these characters that, that have their own little stories and then we have all the cute interactions between those characters when they're standing around, uh, you know, waiting to, to start fighting things in the Nexus. It's now it's like now the Nexus has its own cool story. And I, like, I do. I, I can't help but just love the fact that it, that they really, it just seems like after a couple of years, they finally, someone went, no, I have to. I have to write a story. Let me write. <laughs> Well, these were also just voices that we heard in the game. So yeah. the Raven Lord, he was just for the longest time the announcer for that map. Yeah. Um, and then you're just like, oh, what? This is actually like a character? And I'm like, well, of course it would be. Because it always got you thinking, you're like, well, who was that voice? And yeah, as you said, it just took someone being like, okay, we have to write a story about this. And suddenly this whole opportunity is there. So I think it's very cool. Yeah, any other thoughts on what might be coming next? I'm really hoping that we've had some really amazing characters come out. So we've had like even Malganus, the latest one, the Vampire Lord, yeah. like he is iconic. And I think that's something that I really noticed this year in terms of the heroes they've been bringing out. They've all been fairly iconic in terms of being related to, um, you know, Warcraft, Diablo, or uh, even to StarCraft in some way. So I hope that they keep on this trend because I think a lot of last year people were like, yeah, these heroes are kind of cool, but they're kind of like these characters that no one really cared about or wanted to learn more everyone wanted still there's so many fan favorites yeah, that they exactly. have not yet done i really want to see deathwing i'm hoping if 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 at blizzcon we see deathwing i think that'll break the internet <laughs> but i don't think they're ready for that yet it has to be something sp i know they're keeping that one for something else surely and, and that's it isn't it it's like all the favorites they they absolutely want to keep a good you know a good selection of favorites up their sleeve there's probably a whole bunch of them that are already designed and they're like yeah we just we'll just sit on that one for a little while longer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah we need to just hide it with something super high but i mean deathwing will definitely be a blizzcon reveal i reckon i'm just not sure which blizzcon yeah. i'm not sure if it'll be this one or maybe next one we all just have to wait and see awesome look vandy thank you so much for your time and hopefully we'll catch you again soon thank you so much that was shoutcaster Corey Vandy Bassey catching us up on all things Heroes of the Storm. You can find her on Twitter. Her handle is at Vandy, that's V-A-N-D-I-E with an underscore on the end. Don't forget the underscore. Thanks again to Vandy. 
Cam Shea is joining us now. He's the editor-in-chief of IGN Australia. He is a long-time games journalist from way back in the days when print magazines were actually all there was. Uh, and he is a big Hearthstone nerd, so that's why I've got him here today. Cam, thanks for joining. Hey, Shay. Thanks for having me. It is so nice to get a chance to talk about Hearthstone because I don't really get to do it uh, with my peers at IGN all that often. Uh, because they're sick to death of hearing about it. <laughs> and, all, like and, all, you- and also, when you're talking about Hearthstone, it can sound like another language entirely. There's like a, there's, you know, a level of knowledge that's required. Um, and the wonderful thing about Hearthstone is it's very accessible but incredibly deep. So even if you know people who are fans of Hearthstone, they could be at a completely different place in their, their, their progression with the game and their knowledge for, of the game. And so again, like you might still be talking a different language even though you both like the game. It's uh, it's a whole big thing, but uh, yeah, I've I've been playing it uh, since beta, so yeah, it's been a been a while now. Yeah, look, I, I, you know, I'm totally with you there as well. My both my kids play on iPads, and yeah, you know, they they just you know they really kind of enjoy playing it in a totally different way to the way I play it. But but we will we'll still dive in, and you know, we'll like do tap and brawls against each other and all those sorts of things. Um, so I think you're right that. Yeah, and I think it's something that people, and particularly some hardcore folks out there, will often sort of say, like, you just, you know, it's too late. Like, you can't get in now. It's really hard. Mm. But, you know, I think there is also just a whole different way of playing it that actually, you know, is still a comfortable zone if you're not trying to worry about everything else that's going on. Yeah, there are a few things you can do. And and, and also, nowadays, just craft whiz-bang and then off you go, you know. That's, that's like a one-card entry into the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, my son actually got whiz bang in the you know when it was when you got your kind of free legendary at the start of the. No, movie. really. That's yeah, perfect. and so I was just like, dude, that's it. Like, you just <laughs> just play that guy, and you're going to learn so many things about the game <laughs> all over again. Um, so it is. Uh, I actually I, I cracked a um, a golden whiz bang, and I hadn't realized every when you play a golden whiz bang, oh. your whole deck is gold. Nice. Yes. And so I just do that sometimes just to enjoy the feeling of having gold cards. <laughs> yeah, because I must say I just disenchant any any golds I get because I'm, I'm I'm far more focused on just having the cards I need rather than than being shiny even though I do like the shiny. Yeah, so that's it. Now I get, I can have the gold and then I, it has actually made me more comfortable just dusting any other gold <laughs> card I ever get, <laughs> which is great. I get, look, yeah, yes, we'll, we can head down our rabbit holes uh, all day long. But, yeah, looking back on this year, it's kind of, I think amongst all the games, it's probably been one of the more tumultuous, uh, you know, games for Hearthstone with, you know, big leadership changes, mm. We kind of had tournament mode cancellation. Mm. Like, what are some of your thoughts on where the where the games arrived at at, at this stage in the lead up to oh, BlizzCon? It's, it's it's so kind of weird with Hearthstone because for a long time the the communication was very minimal, and then they I felt like over the last couple of years they've really tried to step up, and there've been some very positive changes to the game. We've had multiple changes to the rank ladder system. You know, they implemented ranked floors. And then we had the whole shift to only going back four ranks with the ladder reset. And now there's like, you know, new players start at rank 50. So there's all, there's been actually Hearthstone, there have been a lot of positive changes. But I must say that the, the tournament mode thing uh, indicates that there's just a massive disconnect between uh, what Team 5 think Hearthstone should be and what at least the vocal community think Hearthstone should be because it's clear based on you know when they cancelled and what they've been saying uh, and you know when I spoke to Yong Wu uh, months ago that they just wanted this very casual thing that you hung out with your friends and, and, and you played you know a little impromptu tournament whereas what we all want is a way to replicate the tournament meta like within Hearthstone with bands and that whole thing because you know, playing ladder is fundamentally different from playing a tournament and we all want to be able to experience what, what that's like where you've got to think more strategically and you're making tech choices and you're banning decks and, and, and that's what we want. And it boggles my mind that we're so many years in and we still don't have that functionality. I mean, when I first started playing Hearthstone, there were things that I was like, even like the first time I spoke to Team 5, I was like, oh, so when are you going to do this? And when are you going to do that? Because to me, it was just like so much possibility with this game. And four years later, a lot of those ideas that instantly kind of came to me at the very beginning still haven't actually been implemented into the game. So as much as I, as much as I love it, and as much as I think that Team Five's made uh, efforts to uh, you know be more transparent and 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 try and engage the community more um, and try and improve the game, 
I think that it's just not as feature rich as it should be at this point in its life cycle. And right now, you know, a lot of the streamers are playing, you know, Magic the Gathering Arena, uh, Artifacts on the Horizon. Um, there's a bunch of existing competition in the marketplace. Uh, and Hearthstone runs the risk of being left behind by games that have that stuff in them out of the gate. Yeah, like it's such a good point about, you know, that the, the sort of the tournament mode issues where I think... In some ways, it feels like you know, right when you when you watch, say, like Heroes of the Storm, the you know, the evolution over its first few years, where it took them a while, but eventually, it was always that thing of, well, of course, we're going to be able to put you know picks and bands into you know the kind of the team league type systems, and you know that that standard routine where you know it's it's not only going to ever appear on stage at our tournaments, and yet you're right, like Hearthstone. Yeah, for years now we've had sort of a, a very clear format for tournament. Mm. But there's been no sort of idea of how to put that into the interface, or more to the point that you know it, it clearly hasn't been seen as a high priority. Um, yeah, for, for that, and yeah, the, I, I've heard plenty of other ideas thrown around over the years as well. Of like, oh, I want sideboarding and this and that, and totally. for me. I- Yep. Yeah, for me, I've often looked at those and actually, you know, kind of gone, ah, oh, like I get it, but yeah, you know, I'm not too fussed about that. But, but just that pure idea of me being able to say I've submitted four decks that are, you know, now locked in for mm-hmm. the tournament because that's often a big issue with online tournaments is where people sort of, you know, get worried someone's changing their deck between yep. rounds. Yep. Um, to just go, I've locked in my four decks. Someone can look at what the decks, you know, like just what what classes they are. They choose to ban one, and now we play our matches. You know, that that should be something that everybody uh, can do at a, like at a local level, right through to the highest level, and just be able to go, "Yep, cool, we're throwing a a fun tournament." You know, but it's still a tournament with all the kind of restrictions attached to that. Yeah, I mean, don't, does doesn't Team Five want a syst- an in-client system to run HCT off of, you know? Like, because <laughs> yeah. it kind of serves everybody's purpose. Um, yeah, it's 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 so strange. Um, because uh, yeah, ultimately, Hearthstone just doesn't... Ha- like, there's a lot of ways to play the game, but I think for the more competitive people, there aren't enough ways to play the game. So mm. whether it's tournament mode or just additional formats, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, bit of, a bit of a thin slice. And... I guess after a while, like the ladder grind um, for top players gets gets a bit much, and if the the meta isn't changing enough, then they're looking for other ways to interact with the game. And 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 for for the you know Blizzard building out Hearthstone as an esport and engaging all of us in Hearthstone as an esport, we've got no way to then see what happens, um, you know, at the HCT finals, and then go away and, 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 and try and replicate that for ourselves, which you would think is part of the path to entering into that um, whole tournament scene is just having an easy, accessible way to, to get into it yourself. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that, that's a good point. That so often when you watch a tournament, you then you just want to turn around and go and do it on on your computer. You know, you want um, to know how much worse at the game you are compared <laughs> to these people you've just been watching. Because they make it look so easy, you're like, "Oh man, I could have totally made that play if you know." <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, even watching, um, you know, some of the the streamers that are really good at explaining their thought processes, like somebody like Strife Crow. Uh, I mean, I, I I love watching him and players like him because they're just thinking on a whole other level. You know, it's so entertaining to 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 see what the the knowledge and skill gap is between yourself and uh, and some of these people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, look. It's funny. The more we talk about this stuff, the more it does. It almost feels like the the team there at, at Blizzard is is kind of focused on that idea of it being something that serves the far kind of larger, super casual base out there than necessarily the kind of you know hardcore esports sort of side of it you know maybe like and uh, it's that weird part of not knowing what the stats are right you know maybe it is that there's only you know five percent of all players who ever go into ranked mode you know everybody else is just having fun in casual um and so you know they're trying to make sure that you know that they they serve serve that and and i think things like puzzle mode was a really fun experience you know um they've they've definitely found that way to you know each each time we get a new set of cards 
the last few rounds of these, yeah, of the solo modes are really, really fun. You know, they don't necessarily last forever, but they're just a really fun experience in that mix. But I think what they can't lose sight of, right, is that even though, uh, you know, it, it might be a small percentage of players who are ultra competitive and at the high end of the ladder, um, there are also people like me who I... One of the reasons I've stuck with Hearthstone for so long is because of the culture around the community of Hearthstone and all the content creators um, within the community, mm. right? And so you need those top streamers and those top players to stay engaged with the game because they're the ones who are actually providing the content. Because, like, to be totally honest, I probably watch more Hearthstone than I play, and that's not yeah. really tournament stuff. That's that's like at the end of the at the end of the day when I'm like shattered and I'm gonna go to sleep. I'll, I'll sit down and just like watch a Kibler YouTube video or two or, you know, I'll check in with Hearthstone basically every day to consume some content and just relax and enjoy and enjoy their thought process and, and you know, learn a little bit about the game or just be entertained, right? Hmm. But those guys need to be invested because if they disappear, then there's less choice for me as a more casual consumer of all that stuff. And like I've, I've experienced it with some of the other CCGs I've tried where... Um, I want to experience the, that broader community content creator side of the game, but it's just not there because there isn't the audience for it. And so you're just kind of left playing the game and 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 in a very small, narrow community. Um, and ultimately, it doesn't like you're not engaged for as long. It's 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 harder to deep dive into it. So one of Hearthstone's greatest strengths is the vibrancy of its community and how many people are involved in it. And so that's the upside of keeping those guys happy, even though they might only be a small percentage of the overall audience, is it has this is it knock-on effect. I was going to ask you to kind of pitch me on Global Games because I haven't paid attention to it at all, and that's not because I don't want to. Again, it's just really just a time thing. But yeah. I would love to know, like, what, you know, as somebody who's a little bit closer to it, like what you think of it, um, what you think of the formats, um, and whether I'm really missing out. Yeah, so I think the, the clever thing they've done is to create that idea of of teams representing countries around the world. They have uh, yeah set up this structure where there's three players attached to each team, and they it's I think like from what I've been watching, I think they can talk to each other, um, yeah, sort of behind the scenes, so they can debate a choice on. On what's going to be played, I think each each player will lead a particular uh, matchup, but that they will, you know, they will be able to kind of have their own kind of behind the scenes communication um, when they're making their choices. Um, in fact, one team even got kicked out. Uh, I think I it heard was, about that, yeah. yeah, because they were busted for screen watching uh, on stream, it, it, and that was like based on I think it was like a fifteen minute delay or something on on the broadcast. But it just shows you like when teams are taking their entire turn every time and then some of these matchups that can go for 20 plus minutes yeah you could conceivably know fight you know catch up on the the start of the game and see some of the cards that are still in the opposing team's hand yeah just crazy right yeah um but yeah so you know so they had then you know a, a bunch of different kind of regional playoffs and things like that to then work out who was going to represent their countries and which countries were going to make it through to blizzcon this year so you know australia missed out but new zealand is going to be there at blizzcon so i imagine like like any good Australian, we will just adopt the New Zealand team <laughs> and claim yeah. the victory for ourselves should they. Uh, <laughs> that's the natural uh, order of things. That's right, yeah. And look, it's annoying because they've even got, look, I've, I've, you know, I haven't, anytime there's an exclusive card back, I have gotten a hold of it. Mm. Um, and there is a cheering uh, related card back for you know for cheering on twitch mm-hmm. uh for global games specifically and there's a card back and i'm like man well I, maybe i'll cheer for new zealand in a very literal sense of giving yeah. them money yeah. um just to get the things <laughs> and a portion of the money that you um you put into that system goes to the team right so yeah yeah that's, and that, you know, that's a nice part of cheers yeah totally yeah so yeah. what do you think about the finals of the Global Games being at BlizzCon? Do you think that's like a, a suitable uh, Hearthstone esports focused event to have at the show? Yeah, I feel like what they've done is managed to um, find a good way to swap out, you know, because 
you know, last year they swapped out having the actual world championship of Hearthstone because it just it didn't work in the kind of the cycle of all the cards. Um, so that that moved into January and and they clearly, you know, last year they did a bit more, was it like one of those more invitational type things? That's right, yeah. But I think, yeah, I you know, that always feels like it's just, you know, it's just an excuse to get some famous players to sit around and have a nice time. Yep. Uh, whereas this at least feels more like you've got a reason for for tuning in, even if it's, you know, not necessarily your country, a bit more like your Overwatch World Cup, that idea of, of saying, cool, these people are, you know, there is a championship on the line, you know, and they want to, do their best to you know take home the trophy for their country and it does then i think in that sense give us more of that that feeling that there's something at stake in the final of hearthstone at blizzcon that we didn't really have over you know last year um just i think was the world championship even afterwards the year before i like i feel like maybe it was yeah something else again but yeah obviously the first few years the world championship did take place at at blizzcon so you know which was hugely problematic because there were like a couple of days of play before blizzcon started and then like you know if you're at blizzcon and if you're a fan of blizzard games like we both are you know you can't really justify sitting and watching hearthstone all day because there's so much other awesome stuff to do at blizzcon it's like (laughs) the most it's the most energizing show i love blizzcon and yeah so carving it away from uh blizzcon was was fantastic i mean you and i both went to the you know the Hearthstone uh, Worlds, the finals um, in January of this year, and just being able to sit and watch Hearthstone for four days was just heaven. It was, it was, it was great, so wasn't great. It? <laughs> yeah, it was just because I never get to do that, and that's that's why I'm not, you know, again the the the, the time commitment thing. So just being able to set aside that time and really enjoy it was marvelous. So yeah. I, hope to, I hope to do that next January as well. <laughs> okay, look, we are, you know, we're going to run out of time shortly, but I want to check in with you on, you know, okay, we, we know the game could be in a better place. So what kind of a thought do we have? You know, what are we, what are we, like, I guess, what do we expect we're going to get out of BlizzCon? But then, yeah, what what do you wish that we, we would get next? Okay, I, I fully expect it to just be the new set announcement. Yep. Uh, I think it's very unlikely that it's going to be anything more significant than that. And while that's obviously always exciting, it is also the minimum that a card game needs to do is release new cards, you know, on a regular regular basis. Uh, what I would love to see, and this will not happen, but my my the top of my wish list is I actually want to for Blizzard to stop saying that mobile. Uh, is a limiting factor for what they can do with the client of Hearthstone. I want them to basically build out a second um, deluxe client for PC that can integrate more of a sandbox mode where you can go in and come up with your own format. So I want to have 40 health in this game and I want to play with these sets and I want to do this kind of stuff or Mm. set up board states or set up tournaments or, you know, there's a million different things you could do with it. And then... You know, if you just want the, the the streamlined Hearthstone experience on PC, you can still use that the existing client, or you can have this like deluxe client that's just for the the more hardcore, more engaged players who are going to get bored with like the standard offering. So that's what I that's what I want. I want them to go. You know what? You know, screen real estate and size and all that stuff is is an issue for mobile. So let's just like we can just tell people. If you want these features, it's it's on PC. So that's what that's what I would ideally love. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You know that um, again. Yeah, when you're talking about who is typically playing on mobile, it's like well, it's mostly going to be people who are they're just looking for the quick fix. You know, yep. they're not they're not looking to to delve into you know their most extreme settings that the game might have to yep. offer. Yep. Um, you maybe yeah. I, and it might even be that you could fit some of that into the iPad version as opposed to the you know the Android or iPhone type version. But I mean, um, they they could still potentially have that hang out with your friends and play a simple tournament thing. They could yeah. add that to the standard client and then have this this extra one. I mean, it'd be it'd be kind of cool for Hearthstone to be able to go. Okay, well, this is like Hearthstone 2.0 or Hearthstone Plus, or you know, they brand it and like relaunch the game with all this new functionality that puts it on par with some of these competitors that are coming out as we speak, um, but without losing that accessibility um, on the go. Like, I don't know. I think it's time for Hearthstone to to step up and 
and really be more feature-rich. Hearthstone, uh, absolutely, in terms of its interface and its feel and its its presentation, it is it just absolutely destroys everything else that's out there. Um, but you know, there comes a time when that's that's not that's not enough. I mean, I, I feel like Team Five should have uh, significant like resources dedicated to the future of the game from a formats, different modes, you know, like building out additional functionality perspective. Um, it shouldn't be, you know, because it's a reasonably sizable team at this point. And I'd love to know yeah, how it's currently divided up because they, they have to have people actively working on this as their, their sole, you know, job. Um, because, the, you know, like it's it's time. It's, mm. it's been a few years. Well, that's it. It'll be, it'll be interesting perhaps on the, you know, there's always a Q&A panel at, Blizz, at BlizzCon, so... You know, maybe there'll be something because some, you know people are going to ask, so it'll be interesting to see what their answers are about the year ahead, you know, beyond the show, and and what kind of things they're willing to to do to to appease the fans. Um, and you know, hopefully we hopefully we get a, we we get some kind of bone thrown to us that that something <laughs> is around the corner in 2019. Oh, I don't. I just think it's going to no matter what, it's going to be a way off. Yeah, yeah. I mean. But you know, I, I'm still enjoying the game. Yeah, uh, that's I still, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm still checking in with it on some level every single day. Um, so you know, this, the magic is still there. But I have the, lip, you know, the freedom to kind of come and go and dip in and out as I as I please. Um, so yeah, we're not angry. We're disappointed. <laughs> it's always worse always worse <laughs> look cam thank you very very much for your time where can people find more of the cool stuff you do on the internet uh well obviously at igen.com uh my twitter handle is at jazzabration uh yeah who knows why i'll, uh, I'll and... it up so they don't have to spell it <laughs> thank you and uh we very infrequently do our own podcast called the pubcast where we uh, drink some beers and, and talk about games. Uh, so, you know, check that out if you want to go, what is this and why does it exist? But, um, <laughs> you know, hopefully if you, you know, for an, for an Aussie sensibility, a, a uh, untarnished, uh, unedited take on, uh, on what's going on in the games industry, that's, uh, yeah, check it out. Thanks again to Cam Shea for joining the Scrapyard to talk all things Hearthstone. We went to some negative places there, but it all comes from a place of love for the game. I'd love to hear how other Hearthstone fans are feeling at the moment, so get in touch and let me know. So next guest, we have Madeline Rose. You might know her as Ziana online. She's a cosplayer. She's one of the Geek Bomb gang, and she is a World of Warcraft tragic. And so we have her here on the show. Maddie, welcome to the Scrapyard. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) So I think at the moment, you know, everything to do with World of Warcraft is really all about Battle for Azeroth. We're Mm. a good few months in. We're Mm. getting our first big patch really soon. You know, what for you have have felt like the highlights um, of Azeroth so far? Uh, I mean, look, you you called me a bit of a WoW tragic player earlier, and that's definitely me. For one thing that was such a big highlight for me was when I actually... um, when I started playing, like the new, the new areas are so beautiful, and the yeah. music is so nice. And look, I'm an alliance player. I know a lot of people don't like that, but uh, I think you're an alliance <laughs> player as well. So maybe you can be on side with me. But Kultiris is just such a beautiful place to quest, and I was so excited to just explore and really yeah. delve into the lore itself. Like I was watching every cutscene, I was reading every quest. Like it took me forever to get to the max level because I was just reading every single quest log. Like, like you said, like a like a true tragic. <laughs> yeah, and you're totally right. I think it, it, to me that feels like what they nailed on this one is this just the the kind of the story of the world that we've been able to explore exactly. has been so much fun. And you're right, just wanting to take it slowly is hard yeah everyone else is rushing through to get to max level content and i'm like but this this is the content yeah i was talking to my brother he's a wild player as well he plays horde though so um we're a little bit uh on the fence about that but uh (laughs) but uh i i we were texting about it and he was like oh you know like whatever i'm level 100 um 110 like after you know like five hours or something ridiculous and i was like how did you get to the lore <laughs> like 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I spoke to uh, to Chinglish, uh, you know, yeah. big Aussie streamer about it, and as he he said specifically that his first two characters were going to be rushed through as quickly as possible, and then he was going to go back and read the story. So, oh, him, uh, you know, in the he's involved with competitive rating, so it totally yeah, makes right. sense. But you're right, yeah, it, I've been stopping and smelling the roses all along the way. Oh, I'm exactly the same, honestly. I, I can't help it. And I'm, I'm really enjoying the new raid as well. Um, I know no. it's finally released fully on LFR. And um, unfortunately, I'm one of those people where I'm like, I just, I've been, you know, wetting my teeth with LFR content. Uh, <laughs> right. I am not in a raiding guild anymore. I used to be a semi-hardcore raider, but not so much anymore. And and um, I, I really enjoy the new raid. I think it's great. Like, I think it's one of the best raids that we've had in a while, honestly, since probably... Ice Crown Citadel. That's my other favorite. Wow. Yeah. That's a big call. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I think, you know, I, I actually haven't really done any of the the new raid stuff. I just, I, I've kind of just ended up so busy that I've just been, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've, I'm almost max level on yeah. my uh, horde character, so I've yeah. I've, I've done alliance. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, finished alliance, and then I'm like, okay, I want to see the other side story. And it's funny because the two stories have so much in them, but that they have framed this expansion to be, you know, uh, very much of well, you have to pick a side, and it's like, but there's so yeah, much right. story across both continents. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so I've been enjoying that side of it, but I think I'm curious, you know, what sorts of, um, you know, niggles and things. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about the uh, the, the Azerite armor system, sort of, mm. yeah, still needing some work. But yeah, what are your thoughts on the the broader uh, picture? Yeah, look, I'd have to agree with you. I think Azerite armor, you know, um. Blizzard did come out with uh, that patch note recently saying that they did recognize the issues in Azerite armor because it is so random that players are tending to, you know, take a max level item of gear no matter what the Azerite traits are. And people, it's kind of secondary. Like, people don't really care what the traits are. They just want the stats on it. And I don't think that's how they intended Azerite armor to work. And I have to agree because I'm I'm sitting here and I can, like, I'm getting, like, very terrible non um like spec related traits which aren't useful for me in the content that i want to do and i'm you know like i'm a healer and i'm often getting only dps traits and that's not (laughs) useful for me as a player so uh, you know in general terms i'm also curious you know what are your favorite wow pastimes yeah how do you how do you how do you kill time wandering around azeroth Oh, this is going to be another tragic thing. I'm going to make myself look like such a nerd, but I'm a I'm a mount farmer. Yeah, um, right. I do a lot of I do I do a lot of old raids for the transmog gear and the mounts, and also you know for the gold. Like I do, um, you know, firelands, and I do ICC, and I do, um, you know, every old bloody raid I can do. Old you are, for example. Um, but you know, for example, like firelands 25, um, 25 men. If you kill every boss and kill all the um, the trash in there, um, you can get at least one or two thousand gold just from vendoring all the stuff that you get. Yeah, right. And that will take you. It takes me, I think, about like ten minutes to clear. Oh the wow! Whole yeah, that's that's yeah, a really good like, tip. <laughs> yeah. So and it's really and I know a lot of people struggle to make gold and that's like the easiest thing to do if you spend two hours just you know looting everything like kill trash, kill the bosses. Um, and loot everything like you can make a couple of thousand gold very easily and then just spend it on your repair bills but um yeah, yeah i uh i did get invincible recently from icc so i'm never going back there again because <laughs> that was just the longest raid ever it was one of my favorite raids but i did manage to get uh the lich king's mount so i'm very pleased about oh, that yeah, wow. but i'm still waiting for ashes of a laugh from tempest keep the beautiful phoenix mount it's my favorite and it's very rare and i just hope i can get it soon one day one day one day yeah plus yeah. transmog gear yeah <laughs> well and i think that's the thing I, I haven't really delved in but i do love looking at it all so i do keep thinking that you know i, I and i have partly been feeling like that I, that might be the mood i take in this expansion mm. is is you know i sort of do do all the the key story content but then i do start exploring backwards a bit more than i have in the past uh and really you know i think legion sent me yeah. sent me down every class wormhole there was because i thought the, <laughs> just the class kind of stories were so amazing 
it yeah. for the first time. I had like half a dozen max level characters trying oh to steal all the cool stories. Um, wow. but, yeah, but then who's the tragic now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it yeah. completely took me away. Yeah, that, that I absolutely adored Legion. I think yeah, that I think that's going to sit at the top of the, the the ladder of best expansions for me for quite a long really? time. Really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. It's just, a very yeah. contentious subject. <laughs> I, I know, but I you know I um I did a lot of running through um you know all of the kind of artifact weapons and things yeah i got my my druid uh, i actually unlocked a couple of the mage tower um skins because it's you know your whole form changes when you're a druid oh that's really cool i didn't know that that's awesome uh, so yeah, I really put a lot into that. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking this expansion will be the one where I start doing uh, a bit more of the old transmog hunting because it does feel mm. like a lot of fun and it just jazzes things up. And I'd kind of forgotten about that idea of also putting mount hunting in that mix as well. That sounds really uh, fun. Yeah. Well, I'm mm. glad that I could give you a tip on how to spend your lazy Sunday mornings. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Next time we catch up, I'll, I'll let you know how many, uh, yeah. how many mounts I've gone and found. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. If you get if you get Ashes of Allah on your first try, <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a screenshot straight in your inbox oh, instantly. <laughs> I'm already cranky just thinking about it. <laughs> um, so, you know, when we think about BlizzCon, what, what are you hoping yeah. for? What are you expecting? Um, you know, what, what do you think? Honestly, I think that I'm – well. I'm really hoping, in fact, that there's going to be a lot more information on Classic WoW. I, um, I'm really hoping, first off, that they're going to come for a release date um, mm. for it. Um, I Honestly, look, I don't know about you, but if it's within the next year, I'm going to be very, very surprised because I think a lot of work is going to have to go into this game and I don't think it's going to be ready. I mean, I suppose it's been a year since it was announced, but I just don't see it being ready to go with, you know, ironed out and nice and smooth. Um, anytime soon. I mean, but, it's interesting. They are yeah. giving us, you know, we're getting a playable demo at I know uh, at the show. So you're right. It's I like, know. man, how far away could it be if we get a bit of playable, but then, you know, ooh, yeah, that, you know, that would be a big tease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I also, I have, I have questions and I, I think other people have questions too about what it's actually going to be like. Like, is it going to be exactly the same as Vanilla WoW, but just remastered, you know, with talent trees and, not being able to get a mount until level 40 it's really expensive and it's you know just garbage you're not garbage but compared to you know i think they're a bit spoiled nowadays yeah. with you know we had to run everywhere um until level 40 like time. yeah a lot like you know it took a long time to level because you didn't have a mount um but you know I, i'm hoping that it is going to be like that because I, I i think a lot of people might be worried that it's going to be in the same vein as current wow just with like a level 60 level cap and yeah. I hope it's not like that. I, I actually really hope that it really does go back to the original roots. Maybe, maybe with a few tweaks. Maybe you know they can change a few things, like make things not so impossible to do. Uh, you know, but yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really hoping that they do really go back to the true roots of the game. But you're right. Like, there's a lot of. I think a lot of the people who who really do want it are those people who want you know attunements for the raids. Yeah. And, and having to kind of actually it's work having to actually get the gear that has the right resistances on it for the oh. certain kinds of buffs. Oh, yeah, getting fire yeah. resistance. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, it's bringing I'm, back all the memories. Just see, having had a hunter in the early days, I just always mm. remember the idea of having had to actually make arrows. And oh, that's not something I, I care about to that. have to go back and do again. <laughs> yeah, see, that's something that they could probably take out. You yeah. Know? Oh, God, I remember that, like having to have like bags full of arrows or, or bullets. Oh, yeah. I thought, that's brilliant. That's very – you're showing your age now. Yeah, that's right. That's, that, that's incredible, <laughs> having um, – you know, a limit on dots that you can put on the bosses. Oh, yeah. I know there's that very famous meme video, one of the original memes, you know, more dots, more dots. Y- yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, I feel like that, that meme is older than the internet. <laughs> yeah. So, look, I think, um, look, it's a really good point that Classic is going to have a big focus of its own there. Just that there is going to be a demo means that you're right, they're going to have to explain a lot mm. of things about the choices they've yeah. made and what it is that they're going to actually offer up in the end. So that is going to be really interesting. And then yeah. do you think we're going to learn much more about, I guess, the... I mean, we're obviously we're not going to be hearing about, you know, expansion beyond BFA, but I, no. I feel like in, in story terms, 
you know, I'm kind of hoping maybe we get like a next big cinematic or something that kind of looks at oh, what's, what's yeah. the kind of the second wave of story because we know that everything we've had so far in Battle for Azeroth has kind of focused more on that the you know the factional conflict but that we know that it's really all about you know old gods lurking and and slowly mm. kind of coming forth so i'm kind of excited for for what might you know what they might reveal about that tone shift that might happen in the back half of of the expansion i agree with you because i think you and i are on the same page about being very interested in the law and the backstory behind everything and i would love to see more because i'm just sitting here waiting waiting for the next step like waiting to see what's going to happen and i just oh i'm so excited i really i do hope i hope they come up with like some good cinematics um outside of i don't know just a new raid or something you know like i and i you know on speaking of classic wow and and blizzcon in general i think i maybe i don't know if you'll be on agree with me but do you think they're going to go down the path of remastering old games because they've they're going to remaster classic wow how do you feel that they might remaster say warcraft 3 or diablo 2 so that's yeah it's a good point i mean we've got um you know we got the weird original diablo built inside Mm -hmm. diablo 3 there as a Mm, special anniversary event that was Mm -hmm. kind of cool and fun and and i think at least i did show that they're playful about how they pursue the idea of remastery right you know we had that with with the starcraft remastered as well they've kind of been, oh, yeah. been a bit more full on with that because they sort of yeah. say, look, let's also support a bit of that sort of esports side of it as well. It's not going to be yeah. the main thing, but it's like they, they do try to go to the heart of what is it that people want from that old experience. So, um, you know, it's apart from those games, it's like, well, what else, you know, you're, I mean, like what Riot else? Warcraft 3 would be, that would be interesting to, to get, you know, the RTS Warcraft experience uh, updated again. But, um, yeah, I know it's, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of path they're going to. I, I'm, uh, you know, in the uh, last week we talked about uh, Diablo and, you know, I, I definitely mm. I'm kind of, I have a lot of thoughts about whether or not they're going to head down a more mobile path as well for some, because we know that really? well, we know they've had their secret teams kind of out there, you know, working on kind of project ideas with a bit of a mobile mm. focus. And so, you know, whether we do hear things that are maybe slightly more of a, uh, a mobile twist on on some of the the franchises you know that could be an interesting path to go down you know that's actually i haven't heard anything about that and now you've sparked a a bit of intrigue <laughs> in my brain with that because that would be very interesting to see on a mobile platform mm. Yeah. Look, um, we better wrap up. Um, you know, oh. we'll, we'll have uh, zero time left, or we'll you know tear <laughs> up everybody. But yeah, uh, Ziana, where can people keep up with all of your cool stuff on the internet? Well, you can just search Ziana. So that's uh, Z H I A N A. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram as well. But Twitter is where I basically live my best life. So if you ever want to chat anything Blizzard related, that's where you can find me. Maddie Ziana Rose there, digging into the state of World of Warcraft. Thanks again to her for joining the fun. Well, that's it for another show. If you're liking what you hear, or you at least see the potential of what this show can be, leave us a review on your podcast service of choice and tell your friends about the show. Also, remember to reach out and get in touch. Ping me via Twitter, I'm at Seamus, or send me an email via scrapyard at biteside.com. That's B-Y-T-E-S-I-D-E dot com. Tell us what you like, what you don't, what you want more of, or throw us any questions. Next week, we'll be back for one more show right there on the cusp of BlizzCon. So stay tuned and come back then. (laughs) Happy Halloween!